fight or flight, which one are you? Rowan, go. Uh, flight. I'm a big scaredy cat. Big Boston, surprise. go. Uh, I get overwhelmed by the decision and stand still and do nothing. <laughs> ah, the fetal position, the classic middle ground. <laughs> May, go. Fight. I turn to Johnny Cage and chop their head in half and shove an Oscar in it. <laughs> I love it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Franchise Paradiso. This is a podcast for lovers of film franchises where we've all given in to our studio overlords and we recognize that original content no longer exists. So we're going to enjoy all the franchises, series, and redundant properties that they give us relentlessly as much as we can. Here we are with another episode to uh, dissect kind of the influence of franchises and cinema and pop culture and so on and so forth. And uh, we got another fun one cooked up for you today. My name is Heath Lynch, and I'm here with the amazing Foster Harlfinger. Hey. And Rowan Wood. How's it going? And we're here with our debut season, which uh, we're focusing on horror films. And our topic for this episode is going to be best kill, the best kills in horror franchises, which there are literally thousands to choose from. <laughs> so this should be fun. Joining us today, we have our very special guest, and I don't know if I actually know your last name, so I apologize right now. It's May! May. <laughs> Hello! Hello! It's all good. <laughs> May, how it's are you doing? It's honey, by the way, and I'm doing right. well. It's very, very nice to be here. I'm so excited, so excited. It's my favorite thing to talk about. Good, good. May, honey, my apologies on that. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, before we get into the episode, why don't uh, you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with horror and uh, why you want to be here talking about murder and stuff? <laughs> oh, I mean, it is just uh, it's something that like, you know, as a kid, I was told, you know, horror is uh, it's blood and guts and it's bad and, you know, all that kind of thing. But um, at the same time, I don't think my dad quite fully understood the word horror because he also loved showing me the movies like Alien and Aliens and Predator and all that. I guess the science fiction element diluted it to him. So it's kind of an entry point as a kid to then, once I see something like Friday the 13th, be like, oh my goodness, I love all of this. I love how <laughs> fun it all is. And I love seeing all the emotional storytelling that can happen, but also the fun, stupid storytelling that can happen. It runs a whole gamut. And it's just one of my absolute favorite genres, if not my favorite genre in all of media. And I just love talking about some of the most fun things about it, like the kills. Just some of the best things you could do. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. And I believe this is your second appearance. So we really appreciate you coming back and joining us as well. Um, real quick, I think we're going to jump into the episode. But Foster, why don't you uh, take the boat for a second? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess this is the the point where we should plug our stuff. Uh, I You can find me on Letterboxd. That's really the place to find me, F-O-S-T-H-101. I do have a Twitter, which is private, but if you follow me there, I'll follow you back too, so you can find me there as well. Uh, Rowan, I'll go to you next. Uh, you can, I'm I'm everywhere, honestly, except for threads. Um, uh, you can find <laughs> me at Bits of Joel on Twitter or Rowan Boat on Instagram and Letterboxd. That's rowan.a.boat. Uh, and I have several other podcasts. I'll just name one of them here. Uh, it's um, Rowan in the Wasteland that I do with uh, our fellow Sif Pop friend, Shane Kanto. And that is every week wherever podcasts are found. And uh, you can find me on Letterboxd. Uh, that is primarily where I word dump all of my unnecessary thoughts about film. But if you're interested in them whatsoever, you can find me 
there at the one Heath bar or search Heath Lynch. Either one should be able to find me. Um, and uh, what about you, May? Where can people find you at? Yeah, primarily Letterbox at May Ellen. It's just a uh, May and then E L L E N. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't like using a lot of social medias. Twitter or now X made me um not, not have great mental health. In, oh, I forgot in, about it. Yeah. It, it. It's X now. Gross. It's Twitter. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It was tw- Twitter forever. <laughs> and and posts and X and all that. Ugh. <laughs> And uh, we will uh, have something here for our podcast. Inevitably, I just have to decide what uh, soul sucking social media we want (laughs) to partake in. And I have yet to commit to that hard pill to swallow. It'll probably Um, be in the the description once it once it actually. Yeah, in the description. Eventually, we'll have something. Uh, So check there. We appreciate it. If you could follow us and uh, support the channel, support the podcast. All right. Uh, so we are here today, of course, to talk about the best kills in horror movies. Uh, before we get into the, you know, the nitty gritty of everything, the minutia of the topic, as some might say, uh, let's set some guidelines, some maybe parameters as to what best kill actually means for the purposes of discussion. Sure. So um, I was thinking best kill is kind of where we talk about the best kills. <laughs> Very self-explanatory in that regard, yeah. but uh, what? to be more specific or to be more vague, actually, uh, we're we're <laughs> going to be a little bit fluid with what we can and cannot consider a kill. Like there are some franchises where it's kind of infamous that they see premonitions of kills that will eventually happen, but then they don't happen because they stop them from happening. Or maybe we're talking about multiple kills because it's a sequence of kills in one scene in which you know multiple people kill or are killed um they die and meet their mortality in the span of you know 30 seconds to a, a couple minutes maybe you, you seem to be describing a specific scene here which i'm sure you know, we'll there's get to a specific later on. franchise that might <laughs> qualify um or even even beyond that franchise which we may or may not be alluding to um i would think you know maybe the setup to a kill you know uh, and maybe not just the kill itself, but if there's a scene that has like a five minute sequence leading up to that kill, where it's all about ramping up the tension and setting up the vibe, the tone, if, if that's kind of part of what sets you in the mood to appreciate that kill more. Yeah. I would say that, Oh, you know, if someone gets hung from a tree. Okay. But if something else happens that leads to something else happens, that leads to something else happening that gets the audience excited that eventually someone gets hung from a tree. All right. I think that all should count as one sequence. How is everyone else uh, kind of feeling about that and their thoughts? Sounds great. And uh, yeah, I also wanted to mention um, there's some finickiness around undead and like infection Mm. and Mm. whether you kill the person or the undead version of them and all that. I think there should be flexibility there too. Just wanted to mention that other caveat as well. Yes. So in that regard, would you say like if they are killed and then they come back as undead, we're still counting that as a kill is what you're kind of referring to. Yeah, or are I, you saying like they do a kill quote, a quote unquote kill, but they don't realize that they're not actually dead yet because they're undead and they still stand back up later kind of thing. Or even I, yeah, they could probably die twice in, in effect, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like the infection can be a whole scene and everything like that. But then the eventual, like, I don't know, like shoot the zombie in the head or whatever could be another kill in and of itself. Okay. Right. That works for me. That sounds good for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool, uh, cool. Maybe, Great. maybe to trans- transition a little bit, retweet what all three of you said. Uh, for me, as <laughs> I repost, re- excuse you. Oh, I'm sorry. Re- repost, repost on X. Um, uh, for me, the big thing as I was trying to make my list is there's so many that are like iconic, iconic examples. Like I mean, like psycho shower scene, just to use one example. Uh, even though we'll get to it later. It's like, do I fill my list with like all the ones that are supposed to be the best and the most iconic ones? Or do I just go with like the ones that are like silly and fun and just for me? And I think for my list, I kind of went about half and half just because there's some that I have to put on there. Otherwise, I can't respect myself as a human. Um, But then there are (laughs) a few that are like just for me. So that's how I that's how I approached it. I don't know if any of you had any any ways you were trying to approach making your lists. Foster, how dare you for approaching this the exact same way that I approach this? (laughs) <laughs> um yeah i uh so when we do get to the final countdown to the, the our top 10 at the end of the episode and we start to collaborate on how that should look like um i i very much was in the same vein where i i maybe put in a few spice picks a few these are heath's personal favorites uh but for the most part i was like there's a reason some of these are a classic and there's a reason some of these have been replicated or impersonated or honored in other films and it'd be a shame to not mention them. So for the legacy of some of these or their reputation or impact on film and the genre. Yeah. I absolutely also have some that I'm like, no, these are too important to not have on my list. So I, I would imagine that all of us kind of probably are in the same vibe on that. And that was a little different, actually. I I, I only did um, a classic one, which there are quite a few, I'd say a few, that are like considered the, those classics, but I only did it if like it would have made it regardless. I tried to okay. like actually take most of them in a vacuum. Like which ones do I think are best in terms of like like either just emotion or storytelling and all that. And like something being classic, cool. well, I can respect it, isn't what is fun about a list like this to me. So I, I have a lot of off the wall picks on mine. You guys will see. <laughs> Love it. I actually really like that. I, li- I like the spice personal takes. And yeah, I think that's also kind of the fun of it is you know these movies these kills they all hit us in different ways so Mm -hmm. you know i'm sure there will be some overlap uh but there will undeniably be kills that i wouldn't even have considered you know that you guys bring up and i'm like oh of course i'm an idiot that's not yeah of course that belongs here or whatever so yeah i I think it will be a fun and fluid kind of take on that awesome which uh, leads us to let's let's just start throwing them out there. Uh, free for all time, guys. What uh, is gonna be a kill that we want to talk about? Who wants to start it off? May, you're our guest. Why don't you go first? All right, cool. Well, then I'm going to start with a kill that I feel like nobody else here has seen, probably, <laughs> unless everybody. Has anyone here seen all the Leprechaun films? <laughs> not all of them, no. <laughs> okay, I have seen every single one of them and own all of them on Blu-ray. I am not ashamed. Whoa, um, nice. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> and there was one in the eighth film, Leprechaun Returns, which has the best kills in the entire franchise. I will stand by that. And there's a moment where a guy named Andy is standing at the bottom of this house, and there's a solar panel at the top of this house. Leprechaun, with his magic, unscrews the screws. The solar panel comes down and splits him vertically in half. <laughs> and there's an overhead shot as you see both of the front half and the back half of his body fall down and all the gooey gooey insides in there. And it is one of my absolute <laughs> favorites of all time because it's silly, it's funny, and it ties into the plot in a certain way. And it's just really, really good. Wh- which Leprechaun is this? Leprechaun Returns, the eighth one. It came out as a sci-fi channel original film. Ooh. It does not feel like it, though. I would like to mention. Interesting. 
interesting. Okay. If, you've, if you've seen Psycho Goreman or The Void, it's the same director as those. Mm-hmm. As well. Is that oh. in the original run? Because then they do a reboot and then they went back to the original well, timeline or something. Well, yeah, okay. Here's the there's the <laughs> le- there's Leprechaun and then it started with like Leprechaun like two through Back to the Hood or basically like one after the other, even okay. though he he dies in all of them and it's just yep. they just don't acknowledge it. <laughs> Leprechaun Origins is just completely different, has nothing to do with any of the other ones, including its lore. That's the one with um, the wrestler, right, from WWE. Yes, precisely. Oh, Hornswoggle. And then, yeah, and then <laughs> Leprechaun Returns was the like Halloween 2018 of it, where it's literally following that exact first one and is directly following that continuity of the. Oh, first so one. so it's a new timeline. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Even though continuity has never been a thing with these, so it hypothetically could exist in all of them. There's like a popular theory that every single Leprechaun is a different being. So it's <laughs> all right. So what are we what are we calling that one? I'm making a list as we go here. What uh, what are we calling um, that kill? The solar panel bifurcation. <laughs> love it. I I love yes. that just for the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought a little bit hard about this at four thirty at night last night. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, who else has got one? Uh, uh, I'll go. I, I mean, I'll just go with. Should I just start with my favorite? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's throw let's them out there. That. Let's gonna, get it going. I, so I made my own list, and my number one. Uh, maybe we can talk about others from this franchise too. But from the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, for all the great ones like in the original, my favorite one is the marionette kill from Dream Ooh, Warriors. That one, yes, really, that yeah. is my number one of any franchise i think it's rad i it's think it's so creative. super creative the effects are awesome the shots yes. of the ligaments coming out of his arms and his feet puppeteering him around like a like a puppet <laughs> it's just <laughs> like so a marionette cool. maybe <laughs> perhaps perchance uh and the way you see his little uh like stumbling in the hallway when he's sleepwalking because of course it's in the dream and the nurse can only see him without the strings it's awesome i just love oh. everything about it the vibe the hospital awesome awesome that's my number one that was definitely uh, on my top 10 so i'm glad we were talking about that one cool i have yeah. another nightmare on elm street kill as well Not okay because i do too a- <laughs> okay cool 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 i have um tina's death from the first one the classic that's on mine one. too the yeah, ceiling yeah. yep yeah yeah um it that that whole sequence the whole dream sequence of the long arms the him taking off his skin the yeah all yeah. that is that that is just like to me like one of the most perfect like setups of why the very concept of freddy is scary without that scene and the consequences of that scene even the way that like changes the main character of the movie like that whole series wouldn't have the same like weight to it that it does so i love the way that that is used as a storytelling method in that movie and we never see freddy be scary in the same way again in my opinion as he is there maybe in west craven's new nightmare but that's like a different type freddy Yeah. Um, but in 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 you know not to say that it's all downhill from there for for that first movie, but that first scene is just so perfect in how it introduces us to the character and tells us, as you said, may why the we character, the concept, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I'm going to continue the nightmare love. Uh, same movie, different verse. Uh, we're going to talk about Johnny Depp's blood geyser yep. coming out of the Woo! bed. Yes, that is sick. So a a special shout out, special shout out to uh, the Tina death on the ceiling and this one, how they used great practical effects to pull this off uh, with Mm -hmm. the Tina uh, thing. They literally strapped a, a cameraman with a harness into the corner of the room 
and they literally built a set of a room and they just started rotating the set so that Tina was always on the ground, but the cameraman was always stationary. So it looks like she's rolling onto the ceiling. Same kind of trick with this one where they built a room and then glued everything <laughs> to the floor, rotated it so that everything's on the ceiling. So the blood just dumps through the bed and pools up, which is on the ground, but again, looks like it's on the ceiling. So great stuff there. I, I know that if they made this today, Hollywood would be like, let's use CGI and God, it's, I miss practical shots did. like this. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah. that blood geyser is just awesome. It is just seeing him get pulled into the bed. You can like see the horror in his eyes, like the, like the draining of his life and then just whoosh. It's amazing. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other I, Elm streets? Uh, I think that is the only Elm street. Elm, Elm Street ones for me, the blood geyser and Tina's death. I, I could talk more, but the, I think those three are the ones that I'm like considering for top cool. 10 land. Me yeah, too. Totally. Yeah. yeah. There, okay. there are a million that could be an honorable mention, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe Rowan, pick a new franchise. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go with um, this one's more recent and it's not my favorite, but I feel like it might not be on anyone else's list. And this is um, the bread slicer kill from the first Fear Street. Yeah. yeah. Honorable mention. Honorable it's, mention. It's yes. it. it for, well, first of all, it's so endlessly brutal and it feels yep. like it comes out of nowhere in a movie that's already established how violent it can be and how like and how scary all of its many killers should be. And it's a character that we know and care about, which I feel like we can't say for like, not certainly not all of the ones that we have on our list, but some of them are at least on my list are kind of nothing characters that are there yeah. for the kill or for some sort of establishment. This is a character that we've gotten to know throughout the course of the movie. And so her death impacts us a whole lot more than it might have if, if we, if we didn't even know her name. And also again, with the, with the practical effects, it just looks so good in 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 how it came out so yeah yep. this is this is definitely up there for me as an aside i hope that netflix experiments with the we're gonna do a weekly film release mm -hmm. to like tell a whole trilogy or a series i want them to do that again that was so fun yeah when they're like all right fear street one two three three consecutive fridays oh mm -hmm. that was in the middle of the summer perfect yeah I loved it was it. great never been anything like it yeah, one of my favorite recent movie experiences, definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna jump back to Leprechaun real quick. Uh, <gasps> jump, hey! jump, jump back to Leprechaun. Oh yes, my goodness! Because <laughs> I want to talk about a pogo stick. Um, in <laughs> Leprechaun One, there is a scene where uh, the Leprechaun goes into a pawn shop and slices a pawn shop owner on the chest to make him fall over. Runs <laughs> to the corner of the pawn shop. And then runs back into frame on a pogo stick and slowly, very slowly, because it's actually shot in slow motion, starts <laughs> jumping towards the pawn shop owner and jumps on his chest and crushes his chest and his lungs until he dies. This is not what makes it great, by the way. Like this is, if you already <laughs> thought that this was awesome, just off that description, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. That does sound awesome. But no, what makes it awesome is that he's singing a nursery rhyme while he's doing this. And if, if I remember correctly, it's this old lep, he played one, he played pogo on his lung. And that makes this an all timer for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If I if, can, mem I if memory forever on Leprechaun, <laughs> yeah. 
if memory serves, Heath, this was like your redeeming quality for the movie, right? No, I was on the vibe of this movie instantly. It is right out of the gate, like within the first five minutes, it's pretty insane. But when I saw this scene, I was like, this is an all timer guilty pleasure. (laughs) This is just excellent. It is so, uh, so painfully self-aware of how campy it is that I couldn't not give my heart to this movie. Like it's not a good movie, but I loved every second of it. (laughs) And you guys seen Leprechaun 4? I have to no, I, I have not. to Leprechaun 4 in space. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um right. I, I, I have to tell you guys about this one scene real quick. It's not on my list, but it's real quick. Leprechaun uh comes out of a guy's pee hole is in that movie. <laughs> oh. And and as he does, you don't say it's not that graphic. He, he just like comes out and he says, and that's kids why you always remember to use a prophylactic and then he runs away. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and so I just wanted to bestow that upon you guys to look forward to that. That's a vision I didn't need. All right, who else? Uh, <laughs> someone name a kill or a franchise. Let's go. What do we got? Uh, I'm going to go Evil Dead. The one I only have one from this franchise, and that is the 2013 remake. The whole finale with the blood rain coming down, and Mia takes a chainsaw, shoves it right down the center of this. They call it the abomination, and it is one of the most grisly, metal, awesome finales awesome the most awesome scenes i've ever seen in my life and that would yeah. rank pretty high on my list that's number one on my list that's my favorite one awesome okay yeah, it was my number three i love that one i love it's that great one. yeah that that the the descriptor you just gave it metal i don't know if there's ever been a more accurate descriptor like that yeah. that <laughs> scene is so metal i remember you told me that that like before i got into that one in this franchise and you're like oh just wait till you get to the finale. It's metal. And I was just like, yes, it's it's perfect. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, special mention to the um, ending of Evil Dead Rise in the very same, very same. The amalgamation. Yeah. 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 Um, honestly, it's kind of an ape on the kill we just talked about, but um, yeah. mm-hmm. still, the wood chipper is a, is a good, is a good addition. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And still kind of does the homage of the raining blood thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah all yeah, the blood spewing from the chipper. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to name a couple as we alluded to earlier, classics that I just, I feel like to do our due diligence here. Uh, you already Foster talked about it earlier. So let's get into that. The, the shower uh, scene in psycho. This mm-hmm. is arguably again, arguably, but arguably the most famous, maybe slasher scene of all time. Uh, you know, it changed the way cinema worked literally, you know, you used to be able to just go into a theater whenever you wanted and you just, start watching the movie wherever it is. And then you just stay for the next showing and, you know, catch the beginning of the movie that you missed earlier. And they actually changed it. So you couldn't walk into movie theaters in the middle of a showing because of this, because they didn't want surprises to be ruined and spoiled. And they literally Hitchcock had to film it in black and white because the board was so scared of the idea of blood being red on a film (laughs) and blood going down a shower drain, I guess, even though hardly any, uh, food coloring goes down that shower drain. <laughs> um, but I mean, man, it's just, it's inventive in a way that it went on to define genre. Um, and that violin score is iconic. So I, I feel like that has to be mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. I'd so say probably, probably the most iconic like death scene of all time. Not even murder scene, death yeah. scene of yeah. all time, yeah. probably. Totally. I still don't know how she stood so still when laying on the floor and the camera's just zoomed in on her pupil and slowly pans out. 
And like, she never blinks. She never looks away. I don't know how she did that because my eyes would be bolting everywhere. There's no way I could stay looking in one spot and never move my eyes like that. Um, another classic I wanted to, unless anyone else has something from psycho. No, that's the one that's the cream of the crop, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move to space where no one can hear you scream and talk about the chest burster from the original alien. Uh, I think that is legendary. Obviously it's made even more legendary by the behind behind the scenes factor of it, which is (laughs) the cast didn't know that that was happening. The only people that knew were the director and the actor. Uh, and so that's John Hurt and essentially uh, really Scott playing a prank on everyone. They, so all the reactions are genuine and it just, there there's again, nowadays we all know what aliens are, how they work in, in their lore. But at the time, Holy crap. I, I couldn't imagine seeing that in theaters in 1979, just being like, what is happening? Oh, like that would have been <laughs> one of the most horrifying things. And it still holds up as just, excellence to me yeah what 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 a fascinating way to introduce your creature or 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 in this instance also like killer or main antagonist whatever by just having it appear in the middle of just uh like they're having dinner or something right it's it's Mm -hmm. it's just a very normal time and it's interrupted um in a way that uh, theater going audiences at the time i assume would never have even expected because like it's so commonplace now everyone knows this scene regardless of if you've seen the movie or not um but i cannot imagine how how many shockwaves it must have sent back then yeah also being born like you you introduce it as a small version like normally the like the of course like when you're making a movie the like instinct is to make it like big and dramatic and all that but it's like a little guy that comes out of his chest and then like scampers off it's the it's the testament to Ridley Scott's like editing and sound effects and actors and all that that really sell that scene the way it does. Mm-hmm. Can I move on to a different classic? Maybe go for it. I, I have another oh. alien kill. Actually, don't oh, yeah, do that first. First. Let's do it first. Let's do the franchise. Yep. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, I got I got um Alien from the first film. Um, I actually Chestburster scene is my second favorite kill in that movie. My favorite kill in that movie is Brett's kill. What I consider the most atmospheric kill of all time. He's the guy looking for mm. the cat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. right, yeah. yep. Yeah. I consider it the most atmospheric kill of all time with the editing, the cinematography, the set design. Everything feels so misty. All the mm-hmm. all the environments feel so tactile and dirty and awful. And the setup of it, especially in the director's cut, where you see a very quick glimpse of it just hanging from a chain in a silent reveal that you don't even quite realize what you saw the first time. Then it comes behind him and it puts its second mouth through his head. It's the perfect introduction <laughs> of the full the full yep. creature and. That that one always scared me so much as a kid, and now, and I love it so much. And and that's also, if memory serves, I haven't seen it in a while, but it's pretty far into the movie. Like yes. it's yeah. it's it's a testament. You know, we're going to do an episode on tone and atmosphere, um, but it it's just a testament to how perfectly like well done this film is in terms of building up and you know th- mm-hmm. there's a scene earlier but this is the first time we're seeing the fully grown alien and there's not much left in the movie um mm-hmm. and yet it still feels like you know like like there's so much still to see yeah i don't know i love it yeah right. imagine not seeing michael myers until 50 minutes through your film <laughs> yeah. yeah that's wild yeah foster what do you got for a classic I was going to say, just because I don't have any others from this franchise, the opening of the original Scream, I think, is great. It's one mm-hmm. of those ones where, like, not only is it 
one of the like you're supposed to put it on the top 10 list but like i actually love it when i'm watching it and i'm actually tense and drew barrymore is fantastic and it's just a clever scene and like the horror trivia element is fun because you're like i would crush that trivia scene i'd survive this um and <laughs> those, it's movies, just those questions seem so easy don't they I like know, every time yeah. i watch this i'm like this is this is basic yeah yeah well, but it's because it wasn't West... common knowledge back then <laughs> yeah that's true yeah uh, so that would I, be my submission I, I agree. I love that one. And uh, I was talking earlier about like a setup to a kill. That was the one I was referring to. You know, it's not just that she's hanging in a tree at the end uh, and after and being disemboweled. It's the whole thing. It's do you, you know, do you like scary movies on the phone, the trivia game, the torture of the boyfriend who then himself gets disemboweled. So you actually get two kills for the price of one in that scene. <laughs> um, and like the iconic nature of it, like, if we're being honest for two big reasons that changed the industry one that told us right away that marketing could be more of a lie than we anticipated. Cause like nowadays we know that all the time, but at the time in 96, that wasn't as commonplace. Whereas all we saw was drew Barrymore. You just thought that drew Barrymore was the final girl. She was on the poster for God. She, she was, was the, very the, front poster. Of the poster. Yeah. yeah. Like it was her movie. And then it wasn't, it wasn't, and it wasn't hers within 10 minutes, you know, and, and that also then set up, oh, we can do something different with slashers so that it changed the industry in just so many big ways. And, uh, yeah, for that, I, I agree. I, I love that one. It's absolutely belongs. Uh, does anyone else have anything from scream other than the Drew Barrymore cold open trivia kill? I mean, that's my favorite horror franchise of all time. I could name like probably 10 more, but it, that, that's that's the best one. I mean, we all know yeah. that's the best one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a shame, but yeah, it's, it's that one. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm going to move uh, to Crystal Lake. Um, <laughs> although this one is actually not in Crystal Lake. This is in space. Yes. Uh, Jason X has maybe the gnarliest kill. <laughs> of any movie and that is the liquid nitrogen kill and if you have seen this movie you absolutely know exactly what i'm talking about right away uh there's a scene where after being frozen in time jason is resurrected in space in the future and his very first act after sitting up on a morgue's table is to take someone's head dump it dunk it in a pool of liquid nitrogen which then freezes over pull the head back out of the liquid nitrogen and then smash it on the counter so that the face shatters and it, <laughs> it is one of the, we were talking metal earlier. It is metal. Yeah. <laughs> like seeing this face, just like ice, just completely. Just imagine taking a big piece of ice off of the, off of your sidewalk in the middle of winter and then throwing it really high. And then it lands on the ground in front of you and shatters into a million pieces. And blood comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only it's only it's red because it's <laughs> blood. Uh, just absolutely gnarly stuff. Yeah. Yeah, th this was near the top of my list too. It's 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 just so unbelievably like it it part of part of me feels weird calling such a gruesome murder awesome, but these movies are about the kills and at like at a certain point, of course. And this one, it, it is start. just from the start, definitely. Yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and and this kill is just so awesome and so creative, and it it kind of comes out of nowhere with how actually cool it is because. 
compared to the rest of the movie this is like this is the high point at least yep. for me i know like this movie is campy as all hell there is just so much fun the stuff video game have. kill is fun though i totally. will say that. yeah yeah agree <laughs> but then this one is like not just in in, in 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 the movie but in as we're talking about the like the pantheon of of horror kills this one is 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 up there because it looks great and it like it sounds great and it 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 has a, such a place in the story despite you know as i mentioned before kind of coming out of nowhere in in the best possible way mm-hmm. you gotta have kane hodder on here if we're talking about jason too like mm-hmm. come on yeah now. yeah uh any other uh friday the 13th kills Foster. I've, I've, got, I've got a couple i'm just gonna go quickly because yeah. we could talk all day just about this one franchise <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same, i same. mean Kevin Bacon in the original, I think, is just, it's like an iconic one. With That's the, the arrow great, through the neck, right? Yeah, yeah with beautiful. the great practical effect. Uh, the sleeping bag kill. I mean, yes, I was like, going to say the sleeping this, bag kill. That one's this awesome. This is, I think, part seven, right? Where he like takes yeah. the camper who's in a sleeping bag and just whacks her against a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, and then I love the one in Jason Takes Manhattan, which is the boxing fight with this one character who keeps punching <laughs> Jason. Jason just stands there and takes it for like about two minutes. It goes on forever. And then finally, Jason takes one punch and it just knocks his head clean off. It's perfect. And then it falls into the dumpster. And then my my last one is in the remake. Uh, there's one where Ooh, yeah. uh, Jason yeah. takes a machete and... Uh, he's hovering on this like a uh, dock and he takes the machete, pushes it through the dock and it stabs the girl's head. And then he lifts the machete, which then lifts the girl up to the dock, who then boinks her head on the top of the dock. And then he slides <laughs> the machete out and then she plops back into the water. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so those are my those are my Friday the 13th ones. Yeah, I'm going to tangent off the remake because although I love the sleeping bag from seven. I think that is the better sleeping bag. There is also a six sleeping yeah, kill the, in the, the remake. Bag. Yes, yes, it's so good. It's so uh, good. Yeah. It's not as good because I just like the brutality of <laughs> someone being whacked against a tree in seven. <laughs> but yeah, the, this one's more torturous where they he hangs someone in a sleeping bag over a campfire who's then getting burnt alive while a friend tries to save them and they get caught in a bear mm-hmm. trap. And that looks gnarly too. So that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a twofer right there. Yeah. I got I got another one. <laughs> All right, go. Um, uh, the final chapter, Jason Voorhees' death himself. I think that mm. death is incredible when mm-hmm. he the machete goes into his the side of his face and he like slides yeah. down the machete. Oh yeah, and like yeah. the blood pouring down and everything. And then Tommy takes it out again and just wails on him over and over, <laughs> screaming, "Die!" in slow motion. Which fun fact he was thinking about the director when he was doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyone and any other Friday the Thirteenth ones? That's uh, we really could do like a top twenty on Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, totally, alone, totally. couldn't we? Yeah, um, yeah. Those are those are the ones that I think are worth putting into the conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For me, at least. Um, I have one from Hellraiser from the first Hellraiser. Okay, uh, me too. That's so that's at that's at the very end of the first one. Uh, the antagonist, I'd say, or or one of the antagonists, uh, Frank. Yeah. Uh, is is ripped uh, apart with chains at the very end as part of his punishment, and not only does it have like an incredible narrative reason behind it, it looks gnarly, and mm-hmm. it is it is is just a testament to how 
absolutely incredible the practical effects of this movie are and is just yep. a great way to end the movie and feels so satisfying because you hate this guy oh yeah fun to the main characters you hate him even more than the Cenobites because the Cenobites are you know they're they're quote-unquote they're like passing judgment uh and 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 this guy has actually done like you know has done terrible things to the main character and her family and watching him just get killed again at the end is just so satisfying and a great way to end uh the conflict in the movie yeah you also got to mention the jesus wept mm-hmm. right before it happens he gets mm-hmm. torn apart mm-hmm. man just inter- also in terms of just like the thematic reasoning behind the whole thing it is just it's probably my narratively favorite like death mm-hmm. of all time like some a lot of these deaths like you know are more footnotes this is like the narrative head of the entire film yep. like collapsing in on itself here and it's it, it's my it's one of my favorites too it hit my number two that one that's a good one uh anyone else from hellraiser i i, I could do a million more i've seen all those movies but no whoa <laughs> okay that's yeah, an undertaking. <laughs> Trying to limit it to things that we think could, yeah. Because if we're talking like just the fun stuff, this could go yeah. for hours. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, I'm going to switch to a franchise that is a franchise barely. They have three entries, but they're all remakes. But that's still three, uh, and that's the thing <laughs> specifically: the yeah. Carpenter '82, the Defibrillator. Uh, yep, that's on mine. It's on that, mine as well. That is just. We keep using the word gnarly, but man, it just applies. Um, yeah, seeing this this chest cavity open up and this maw of teeth, and just the again, I I wish some movies got more credit for practical effects, especially in their time. Uh, what was accomplished in this movie is insane, and that defibrillator kill is just wicked to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my um, my brother was watching this movie the other day, and I and I was downstairs watching with him when this happened, and I forgot how out of nowhere it comes. Like like, there's the paranoia <laughs> aspect, but it just you never expect it to happen at that particular point, and yet it does, and it's it, it it's just horrifying because you know not 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 that the the doctor character is one that I care too much about, but uh, you know just like he said, it's it's gnarly and gross, and and the practical effects are just peak here yeah especially after the sound design as well the wriggling mm. tentacles and like the roaring mm. is it like all like mounts up that's some scary stuff man yeah. like the this is one of the only few kill scenes that i'm thinking of that we mentioned where the kill isn't the climax and the big emotional height of the scene because mm. like it just builds after that moment that's like the start mm. of the tension is like builds 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 and they're all like threatened <laughs> by it and it's really cool yep yeah and the, the scene too going on with the, the spider head i think is pretty awesome yeah that's like the mm. highlight yeah. of the scene for me Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I have uh, the opening of it, uh, the the uh, the, the twenty seventeen version. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. the, the sewer drain. Uh, so I I read the book uh, before I saw the movie um, back in twenty seventeen. I can't believe I read that giant book in three weeks at that age. Um, but I just remember being terrified reading the scene in the book and just thinking about how they could possibly bring it to life in a way that would be as scary and as emotionally effective and this movie did it incredibly well you get to know the character of 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 georgie even within this scene uh and and you get a sense of who he is and it's just a gut punch you know it's coming of course but it's still a gut punch when he when he does die um and yeah yeah just an absolutely perfect uh opening scene just in general just even the idea of it uh and a great way to start the movie and to set up pennywise as a character as well yeah i 
I absolutely love this one. Huge props to Bill Skarsgård. Uh, I genuinely think that's one of the best casting choices that's ever happened in the history of film, let alone in the past like decade or just in horror as a genre. Mm-hmm. And what he's able to pull off in that movie and in that scene is haunting. Um, that the practical thing that he does with his eyes, where he can get one eye to look straight forward and the mm-hmm. other eye lazily flies off to the side. Uh, for those who don't know, I'm sure you guys do, but it's a fun story to tell, which is uh, Bill Hader, when they were doing the sequel, went up to Bill Skarsgård and was like, oh, that's cool that they made your eyes do that in the first movie. I thought that's a cool effect. And he's like, that's not an effect. I can just do that. And he did it to Bill Hader and it scared the shit out of Hader so much that he <laughs> ran away from Bill Skarsgård on the set of the film. Uh, so just like the little things like that, just add to that scene, to that character. And yeah, and we talk about may you were talking about like emotional or story impactful deaths, like the killing of Georgie. I don't know if there's many bigger than that because that literally sets off their whole journey. That sets off Bill's depression. What keeps the losers together? Uh, have so much of it. And so, yeah, I lo- that scene is, is big to me. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Be a better example, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone else have any other franchises, kills movies? Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. have, I have two more on my list. Two more. I'm I, let's do have a few more as well. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'll start with the probably what any of us will consider the most brutal here. Terrifier 2. I got Ali's bedroom kill on me this too. one. I guess if all of you, if any of you seen that, you knew that one was coming. I've only seen the behind the scenes, but that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's a little much. And it's, it's that's why I, <laughs> that's why I love it. And uh, I, 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 I shit you guys not. I have probably seen Terrifier two like four or five times now, and it's like every time I get to that scene, I'm wowed not only at the brutality of it and how much they go, but there's a lot of like storytelling in that scene and characterization mm-hmm. of Art the Clown. Like a lot of what makes art so effective is like that they subvert it, and that's one of my favorite moments in that entire movie when. You think he's done. He walks out the door and she's crawling to the phone to the main character and he just comes back in with bleach and salt and rubs it in her wound and pours it on her. And it's just like, that's not even flashy for us. That's just for him. And it's just awful and awful. And it's just one of the most like, I don't know, like indulgent kills that we can think of. (laughs) And I love it for that. I truly love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a family movie. He's just a silly Billy. Yeah. Um, yeah, He's a clown. What are you guys talking about? All clowns are nice as we've established. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it, Heath and Rowan, but I think absolutely like this belongs on the top 10 whenever we make it together. If, if we can even do it with just two of us, it is like one of the greatest displays of practical effects ever. It is the single most brutal. I think I could even come up with, um yeah. it's yeah. wild and it is so mean-spirited too like they keep flashing <laughs> to pictures of of the of the person who's being killed while she's like smiling and happy and then cut to him like ripping off her scalp cut to happy yeah. smiling photo then he takes salt and like smushes it it's horrible i also <laughs> wanted to mention from the first terrifier there's a yes, pretty the... nasty one where where yeah. yeah there's a woman who's like hanging upside down and uh he might have he, might he saw, cut he her, her down, half, the down the middle yeah Janet genitalia first yeah yeah it's, uh that, it's yikes it's, it's intense i think um, i'm okay never watching the terrifier movies i have seen a clip of this specific kill from the second one that you guys are talking about and i wholeheartedly agree that it deserves a place on the list <laughs> yeah. yeah it is all right it, it's emotionally effective too like oh. yeah. um, um 
Go ahead, Foster. Go. Oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna maybe transition us to a new franchise if that's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Halloween. Um, I love the Halloween movies, and I think the first Halloween movie is one of the best movies ever made. Not even horror movies, just best yep. movies. Full stop. Period. And that In, opening scene. Yep. That opening scene is like maybe my favorite opening to any movie ever. It's it's high on the list. I'd have to think about it, but it's. It's it's not just like the twenty second kill, which you don't even really see because he's like looking up for some reason as he brings down the <laughs> knife, whatever. But like just the POV shot, and you don't realize it's a kid. And so then when the camera pulls back and you see young Michael Myers in the Halloween costume with his parents, it's so good, and it's so. And chilling. it's a wonder, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, think, I'm pretty sure. I think up, it's up, a wonder. Up yeah. until up until the the pan out at the end because they yeah. take the mask yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the whole thing about what makes that so scary is the fact that it takes place in just your normal suburb and the idea like we don't really know why he did this and that's kind of what makes it so scary because he's just like your average ordinary kid um so we would imagine if we had seen him on the street but like it's just it's just so great and it's like i just love it so it's number number two on my list honestly yeah Again, talk about iconic. Like you said, that set up a franchise for the time that was, what, 78? So inventive for the slasher genre, uh, giving us the killer POV, which is now standard. You know, every movie does that, it seems like, especially slashers. Uh, But that was really one of the first to highlight it in such a way, uh, giving us such that dramatic opening. Like you said, it brings the terror because this could be anyone. This could be you. It could happen in your house. You don't know who's out there watching and or why they're doing what they're doing. And that's the true terror of Halloween and Michael Myers is the everyman of it. Uh, this, you know, this is just regular suburbia. You could all die. And yeah, I agree. That one's great. Uh, staying on Halloween. This one's not nearly as big and probably doesn't have a chance at the top 10, but I at least wanted to shout it out. And that's the original stabbing and pinning to the wall, yeah. which is, I, yeah. I think uh, I the first too. one killing Bob, like, you know, yeah. choke cold picks him up because Michael's so damn tall. And just stabs him right through and pins him to the wall. <laughs> Not remotely possible, but I don't care. It looks wicked. <laughs> and that's gone on to be a, a trademark Myers kill. I mean, even in, you know, the the new remake trilogy or sequel remake trilogy, whatever. I don't the even know how to phrase that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, they did it again there as well. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they do the, that kill all the time. And I, I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah, absolutely. One more Halloween one, which is uh, Michael versus the firefighters in Halloween Kills. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's brutal. Kind of fun. Terminator Miles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Miles? Michael? (laughs) Michael Morales. Yeah, Michael Morales, Um, precisely. (laughs) uh, I want to shout out um, the uh, two kills from the first Jaws. Uh, I think everyone knows what I'm going to talk about. And that is uh, the opening sequence, uh, which works so well without you having to see really anything that's happening it's it it is all in the dark and it is still incredibly effective and yeah. the aftermath is pretty gross too at least what you see of it and then there's uh from the opposite side of the movie the end when quint is uh is, yep. is eaten what a way uh to this isn't even uh, you know this is just about where the climax comes to a head well it's not where it comes to a head but it's where it starts i'd say and it mm. is just absolutely brutal especially because you just spent what feels like an eternity getting to know 
Quint and Brody and what's the other one? Hooper. Uh, just yeah. getting to know them and have them actually form a bond and to have it and to have one of them just ripped away so violently uh, is is just it's just so. After scary. we just came to understand him too, exactly. Like he was, yeah. he was the, the 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 third wheel that we didn't get because you're with Brody and Hooper mm-hmm. for so long, and then yeah. it's like, oh, we finally get this Quint guy. We understand him, and he actually might be the like most interesting one of all three of them that you want to follow more and then just right yeah it's also long it's long his screaming and that like chaos it is it is brutal it's still brutal yeah yeah but yeah the the cold open skinny dippers and uh, the bruce eats quint those were both uh mentionables for me as well good good calls Mm -hmm. yeah i want to give a quick shout real quick to the sentinel ball kill from phantasm that's a fantastic kill yeah. with great sound design. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that, but it's great. I, I, I don't know this one. Tell us about it. Um, how do I describe phantasm in words? <laughs> um, it's uh, They go into a funeral home of either fantasy or Lovecraftian or science fiction origins. I don't really know. And um, there is a weird, literal, floating, perfectly chrome round ball that hits a guy straight in the head. Blades enter into him right here. A tube goes into his head. And then blood starts spurting out real quick, and he's just screaming and screaming and screaming, and it's horrifying and awful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I still got two more on my list as well. Yeah, hit I them. have. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Foster. Uh, no, 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 I, no, I no sorry, mention... sorry. I go go ahead. You do one, and then I'll do one, and then you'll do one. Yep. All right. I wanted to mention Saw because the yeah, Saw Ooh, films yeah. Are let's do yeah. let's let's knock Saw out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go um, for it. I unfortunately am not going to mention one from the first film. There are plenty. You think Saw and you think reverse bear trap. She doesn't die at the end of that. Nope. And, you know, you think of like the razor wire or anything like that. Those are cool, but they're not full scenes, you know? We don't, yeah. Think the Venus eye trap from the beginning of the mm. second film. No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate <laughs> eye stuff. I hate when movies do eye stuff. Yeah. Why do they keep doing this? That is the exact response what makes it so good. The If anyone doesn't know, um, the guy wakes up, there's this contraption around him. That basically, if time runs out, he uh, it closes around him, and there are spikes in it that will crush his skull and stab he, him through. It looks like there's really going to be him. eye stuff in the new one as well. So I just know, I saw be the wary, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. damn, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, to get to get it off of him, he has to cut inside his eye to get the key embedded behind it. And uh, you know, that's it. Very simple, and uh, he doesn't make it. <laughs> uh, I I'll do my saw. Um, Kind of like you said, an honorable mention, because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't actually end up as a kill. One of them for me is the used syringe needle pit in Saw 2. Yeah, exactly. That's the reaction. (laughs) Uh, But uh, no one dies there. You know, uh, she's thrown in. It's awful. I hate it. Uh, It makes me cringe. It's making me cringe just thinking about it. But again, she doesn't die. Um, It is funny. We do actually get a reverse bear trap kill. But what was that? That was that in, in three, it's, it's, the final chapter. It's the final chapter, yeah. and it's, it's not nearly it's not as satisfying. Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even uh, though so the one's supposed to be, it's supposed to be super satisfying. It's supposed to be cool. the big climax, and I, I just yeah. couldn't because care the character less, really. sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, <she> true. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the one I'm going to yeah. give it to is the one that actively made me quit watching this franchise for a long time. So this is in Saw Three, and. You probably know where I'm going with this. This is the crucifix bone splinter twisting kill. Yeah. Uh, that was so <laughs> gnarly and gruesome for me because I just like I was a late bloomer to horror. And so I just started watching horror when that came out. 
and I couldn't <laughs> handle it. And I didn't watch another horror movie and Saw movie for years. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm just not. And nowadays, who cares? I, it's whatever. I'm completely jaded and desensitized. But uh, yeah, so that that's still, every time I watch this and you see his arms twisting and then mm. all the bones start to fray out of the skin, I'm just like, oh, that's wicked. One other, one other Saw one, I think, probably my favorite not not because it's squirmy necessarily it's just the visual is cool the pendulum blade that's swinging over yeah. that guy all i five. think that's just yes. cool is that cool part design. five yeah it's all five uh, it's the yeah. opening trap yeah yeah i think that one's that one's really cool um any other saw ones uh quick mention to the end of spiral just want to mention that samuel okay, jackson yeah. yep. um yep. getting blown uh, out yeah, and then yeah. shot a million times which <laughs> i thought was very satisfying yeah yeah, yeah. all right i only um, have one more in my top 10 if that's okay uh, uh, Exorcist Three. There's a great Ooh. sequence that takes place in a yes. hospital, and it's even more about the lead up, which is just the most tense. Like you know, something's coming this whole time, and it's like five minutes. It goes on a while, and there are little scares within the five minutes, but then the payoff at the end is so great. It's just a perfectly constructed scene. Like you could just show someone that scene, and it's like, it's like peak. It's like the scariest thing in all the Exorcist movies, I think. Same. Yep. You're you're singing to me. You're singing to me right now. <laughs> um, I got one more um, from very recent X. Um, mm. The headlight stabbing RJ's oh. death. The reason I put that one, the reason okay. I think it's extremely special amongst the pantheon of all horror films, it's probably the only death, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I think horror fans will understand what i mean is that it's kind of in a weird way beautiful this whole thing and the way it happens and it's constructed he drives up to her he's like do you need help she advances on him and she, she he rejects her because she's confused and is sad and that's a lot of pearl's character a lot, lot of stuff to go into there but then she stabs him so much it's basically a decapitation which yep. is already brutal and well done in and of itself but the part that, that i love so much about it is the way that Don't Fear the Reaper fades out in the background. Yeah. yeah. The light turns red and she dances <laughs> as if she feels oh, young again. It's so good. And, yep. and I just like, I, I think of that and it makes me go like, wow, the storytelling, the emotion of horror films is so unique and interesting. And that's why it's my favorite genre. So I see that movie and I'm like, I'm reminded why I love it. And that's why it's so special to me. I can't wait for Maxine. I want that movie now. Oh yeah. my goodness, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to do one here. This might throw you guys a bit for a loop, but stay with me. We're going back to 1931. This one's on my list too. Sorry. Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes. Uh, where Frankenstein's monster drowns Maria. Now, for contemporary standards, this is nothing. Like, this is... <laughs> the, the, the Everything we listed so far is so much more violent and extreme and provocative than this but for the time this wrecked people and gave chills and it really again may you were talking about like the emotionality how important it is to a plot it almost doesn't get more important than this one because the drowning of maria is what sets everything in motion so that the town and everyone they want to destroy the monster they want to destroy frankenstein like and it's heartbreaking to watch because Frankenstein's monster doesn't want to do that. He doesn't know what he is, his own strength and all these things. And, and I think we'd be remiss if we don't at least acknowledge that. And I would love for them to remake a, a contemporary version of Frankenstein. Cause I, oh, that'd just be so, one. so good. Yeah. Um, this isn't on my list, but it is on, in my honorable mentions just because 
Um, yeah, I, I actually, I have nothing new to add. I echo everything that he said, uh, verbatim. Um, I, uh, have one more on my list and that is one that we have discussed, uh, not at length yet. Uh, but that is the highway, um, premonition from final destination yeah. to, <laughs> they showed me this, final destinations. <laughs> yeah. they showed me this, uh, in driver's ed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, loved that they did because it actually made me want to watch the movie <laughs> um and me wow. and my friends were or my friends and i were like were loving it and we were like we weren't like laughing loudly and like jeering at it but we were just having the time of our lives watching it in driver's ed because i i i, I just can't believe that like among the stories of horrible driving like mishaps that that they've recorded and stuff like that they show us this scene from this movie and i guarantee you nobody else in the class aside from me and maybe like one or two others knew what the premise of these movies were and knew the context at all <laughs> i just cannot imagine <laughs> having been shown that that, real. That's uh, having been shown that with no context at all uh, but anyway, that's that's my like that's my history with this scene specifically. But <laughs> wait, wait like, how old were were you when this happened? What <laughs> when this, when like, this at, at, at driver's head? No, no. Well, I mean, I was I was fifteen, maybe. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. A room full of like ten year olds watching. They were that. showing oh us. They showed us. It worse. was first grade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they showed us worse clips than this. In, first in day of class. school. <laughs> oh, what? Um, All right. Yeah, Go yeah. Ahead. It was. They they really drilled into our heads how how awful the awful and terrible things that you could do with a car. But notwithstanding the fact that <laughs> almost everything that happens in this scene is none of the driver's faults. Yep, <laughs> it's literally like a Rube Goldberg. That's death's fault. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. totally. So like, it's yeah. like, make sure not to have death target you. Anyway, <laughs> you pass the class. <laughs> exactly. um, I am going to stick on Final Destination, and we're going to skip all the way to the last one. Five. Uh, five and is gym- so underrated. Yeah. And the gymnastics routine. So yes. uh, <laughs> the the Final Destination movies had this habit of just becoming incredibly predictable. Where it's just like, oh, we see exactly where this Rube Goldbergian death is going to go. But then towards the later movies, they started doing fakeouts, and there's no better fakeout than the gymnastics one because this girl's doing a gymnastics routine on the balancing bar and all this stuff, and it, it, you can see there's an attack on the bar, and oh, she's going to step on it, and something bad's going to happen, but then she doesn't, and then something else is oh, but that, and then it doesn't happen. And then when things do go wrong, it just blows your mind because you're like, I was right, but it wasn't in the way I expected. And this girl does a flip off the uneven bars that completely, she goes full scorpion when she hits the ground (laughs) and snaps her spine and body in half. And it is just insane. Uh, So I would be hating myself if I didn't mention the gymnastics death in Final Destination 5. Hearing you talk about that's making me energized. <laughs> um, any other franchises? Any other kills? Any other final yeah. destinations? Real quick, just because yep. like they have to be mentioned. 
Um, the Omen has a great one. It's either a mirror or a window pane. Something. It's like a window that. pane. That's, the glass window. Window, pane. Yeah. window yeah. pane. Yeah, that's a great one. And then the other one, just because there's so many great ones in the Living Dead movies, I'm gonna just single out Day of the Dead. Uh, I think it's Greg Nicotero's character Rhodes or something like yeah. that gets yeah. gets just pulled apart. Like, like literally, yeah. he's just lying on the floor and he just gets pulled apart by like 20 zombies, and his head pops <laughs> off and everything. It's crazy. Like lots of great practical effects in those movies. So. That's it. I am done. I've done all my honorable mentions, so I can I can rest with a, a clear mind now. Meg, how's how's your list and honorables? Do you have any more that you want to mention? Um, I, I want to mention one that I think I this isn't in my list, but it's in my honorables. I um creep show. If any of you guys have seen that, um, I'm not. yeah, there is a particularly satisfying death of um Leslie Nielsen's character at the end after he water tortures somebody, and then the water torture zombies come back to life and murder him pretty awesomely and that, that's an anthology film also tom savini definitely check that out if you're into the more kitsch side of r-rated horror nice All right. uh and uh rowan do you have any more on your list honorable mentions that we need to talk about that is it for me i have two more i'm going to be quick uh one is the ring the american remake the cold open you don't actually really get to see the kill itself mm -hmm. but it just does a lot of great stuff for establishing the lore how the videotape sequence is going to work and when they slide open that closet door and you just see her yeah. disfigured face <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> so uh i wanted to talk about that one real quick and then as well um Again, I don't think this has a chance of making it, but it's one of my personal favorites in recent years. And that's the Candyman 2021 remake, the art museum. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Where yeah, uh, the art museum curator is trying to get freaky with, I, I think it was an intern, which already is creepy and yeah, weird. It's, it's the intern, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but intern says, says Candyman five times into the mirror and then incredible stuff happens. <laughs> uh, but what really makes it cool is I thought how they were using reflection in that and you could see Candyman in the mirrors or in the glass doors or on the reflection of the glass in front of like a piece of art um and when he runs to the door and gets hooked uh into his Achilles tendon where there's nothing actually there you don't see anything actually inside of him but then it shows the reflection as he's dragging him back across the floor and there's yeah. nothing dragging him great practical effects to have him being drug across the floor but in the reflection behind him you can see candy man with his hook in his ankle and i'm just oh that's awesome so uh, i don't think it will make it but i wanted to at least mention those two all right any last minute throw-ins that we wanted i'm done yeah, we're good. done yep so let's get down to it. This is not going to be easy, but we're going to give it a try. <laughs> um, we are going to try to put together our top 10 list of best kills that ever damn did happen in a horror franchise movie. Um, I'm not going to list them all off because we were all part of the conversation, but I have them all in front of me in case I need to reference them or in case one of us uh, has a question or something that we want to go back and reference. Let's start throwing out uh, what are some ones that we think like definitively these have to be here. We'll worry about placements later. What are what are some of the ones that were like, yep, this needs to be here. Foster, I heard. Can we, can we just go around and say maybe what all our number ones were? Sure. Let's do that. Okay. Mine was Marionette Kill from Dream Warriors, Nightmare 3. Okay. Um, mine was uh, Liquid Nitrogen from Jason X. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, I'm, I think we're all on board with putting that on the list. Yeah, totally. yeah definitely. Uh, um, May, what was your number one? The uh, Chainsaw Death Finale from the Evil Dead 2013. Put it on the list. All Do right. it. My yeah. number one was the Chestburster from Alien. 
Cool. Nice. You that hard is, not to put that, that one on. That's my number yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's go to number twos. I had the shower scene from Psycho. That's up there for me as well. I had um Frank Cotton Jesus wept from Hellraiser. Okay. okay. I had um Halloween opening. Okay. And I had the chestburster. And you had the chestburster. Okay. So chestburster. Chestburster on there then. Yeah. Chestburster is locked. All right. Um. Anyone else that we we want to to mention real quick? Got to put the Casey Becker intro from Scream on there, right? That's just going to say the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I, that was my number four. I'm I'm definitely there for that one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Drew Barrymore, cold open trivia kill. Boom. Um. What else are we are we thinking? Uh, hate to see my own horn, but Terrifier too. Ali's bedroom kill, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to really trust agree. all your guys' judgment. This is. I really agree with that. I'm I think you, okay you, with this. Yeah, maybe. I'm, how about we put that at like number number ten or something, yeah, since can, you two haven't seen it. It can be lower. Well, but no, I don't. I, I don't think uh, whether we've seen it or not should affect the rating. Um, okay. you, know, you guys are like adamant. So, and again, right now, I'm just I'm just kind of grouping in things that we want in our ten. We'll we'll get to yeah. Okay. Placements in a second. Um. Uh. So I know we already put the marionette. Uh, we were thinking that I, I would really like to either Tina. either Tina or the blood geyser. I prefer the blood geyser, but I totally okay. understand how Tina's like the whole setup of her dream is probably b- a bigger deal for an opening and setting up Freddie as a character. What are our thoughts on either the, the cold open slash Tina ceiling or the Glenn blood, gli- blood geyser bed? I mean, Tina's, Tina's sequence is probably better. Johnny Depp's death is probably better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if we're do we care at... more about the death or the overall vibe of the sequence? I think it comes down to. Do you want to take a vote? <laughs> sure, Rowan, go. What do you think? Uh, my vote is for the sequence and the death. Like, okay, Foster. the death within the sequence. Tina, okay. Tina, is that t- Tina or Glenn? I think he's talking Tina. I, Tina, t- Tina. Tina. Yeah. Okay, my vote's also Tina. I'm May. Tina as well. Okay, I am outvoted. Cool. Tina, it is. For a second, yeah. I thought we were voting for whether we are prioritizing the death or the sequence, <laughs> and so I was going there. How <laughs> dare you not understand exactly what I'm thinking in my head without me properly verbalizing it? Okay, um, I I want logging truck accident premonition from yep. Final Destination Two. That's up uh, there for are, me. Are we in terms of chaos kills? There's no, nothing better. So definitely. <laughs> okay. Anyone else that we we de- definitively need to talk about because you two mentioned it heath and rowan and i also had it on my top 10 the beginning of it i think yep is yep, a great totally. scene perfect mood setter Heath, how many are we up to right now we are up to hold on one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven 12. we're up to 12 and i don't think we're done because right uh we need the uh uh, what was I was thinking at least one saw trap would probably need to make its way on here maybe well I don't I don't necessarily feel the urge to like oh we need a saw movie unless you guys oh well I uh, mean the Venus I, I'd trap rather... is, is that cool to me that was my number three saw two mm. so oh it was okay my number three was saw two yeah the Venus, Venus I trap. trap yeah all right I mean if you guys aren't passionate about it I'm totally fine with that but I just want no, no, we'll, to we'll, have we'll put it in contention so I'm, I want to at least get it on here okay let's see I also think the defibrillation scene in the thing is like one that's like yep. iconic, but also like really fun and like genuinely great to watch. And it's like the whole right. sequence too, you know. Any others from our top ten? So I had the chestburster, psycho shower, 
uh, I had the blood geyser, but we're going with Tina. I had the uh, trivia kill for Casey Becker and scream, uh, the liquid nitrogen, the logging truck, uh, Georgie and it and the defibrillator. And then I, I would love if we could somehow, I don't think it will get there, but to get Pogo on his lungs <laughs> from yeah, Leprechaun about, is like the number 10 spot. But I if you guys are down my, for that. Um, my Leprechaun solar panel one as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one I talked about. But like, you know, Leprechaun probably is a, like, we, let's be we honest, could, it's probably we not. We could a... probably leave those off. It just, <laughs> yeah. it just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same All right. here. Um, any love for the bread slicer from Fear Street? I mean, I would like it to be on there, yeah. but I would... I don't know. I mean, we have so many great ones already. Yeah. All right. That's a top uh, 20 kill to me. Probably. I also yeah. haven't seen Fear Street. Unfortunately. Uh, Get off the show, Foster. I will put you off this call right <laughs> I now. I know. Um, <laughs> what about, so I know we already got liquid nitrogen, but we listed literally like seven from Friday. Do we want the sleeping bag, the arrow, any of these others to consider, or are we pretty like now? I, I think we limit it to one, that has a chance. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one per franchise. And the, like the... one that's representative um, yeah again a perfect I, one we can we can do that i i think we should you know i think it'd almost be a badge of honor if one franchise was here more than the others it'd be like yeah no this one just has the most wicked kills we could go by the best kills but yeah um i'm fine with being outvoted in that if we want to do one per franchise too so i'm okay i'm okay with more i think especially elm street like they're just so out of this world that like yeah. i have a few on my list but like the the friday the 13th um there's like such a wide range of opinions and there's so many of them that I don't think there's an obvious number two, if that makes sense. That's I got fair. that. That's yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I do have like one or two quick ones that maybe could be added to the pile. I don't know how sure. high you all had them though. How enthusiastic are you all about exorcist three? Cause I had that oh, on my list I mean, and I, I adore that scene. I love that movie and that scene. Um, again, I think it's probably top 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, don't I, I don't think it makes it. I, I agree. It's a damn good the, one though. Um, the kill itself even isn't that important to sure. the scene. Yeah. And what um, about Jaws? Yeah, I was just gonna say Jaws. I, I would prefer Bruce eats Quint over the skinny dippers. Um okay. yeah, agree. But do we do we think yeah. even that could make top ten? Because we've already we're again, we're already up to like fourteen. Yeah, I I I, I, I don't know if it's gonna make the top ten. It doesn't need to be on there then. Top okay. twenty. <laughs> um other um, notable ones, uh gymnastics and final destination, the glass pane and the omen. Uh, any of the other saws, uh, any of the Halloween stuff like Michael versus the firefighters. That one's dope. Do we want to mention? I don't need that on there. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we're down to uh, our, so our second round. So to, so speak, um, (laughs) it's going to be the, uh, from nightmare. We have Tina on the ceiling and the cold open introduction of Freddie. We have the tendon marionette from nightmare three. Um, from Final Destination, we have the logging truck, highway catastrophe, premonition. From Saw 2, we have the Venus eye trap. From Halloween, we have the cold open one Judith kill, Judith Myers. From Terrifier 2, we have Allie's bedroom kill. From It, we have the cold open Ju- Georgie at the so- sewer kill. From The Thing, we have the de- defibrillator chest maw. From Hellraiser, we have Frank being given all the pleasures and chained and ripped apart <laughs> uh the liquid nitrogen kill and jason x the cold open trivia kill and scream the chest birds are an alien the shower scene in psycho and the blood rain chainsaw metal finale of evil dead 2013 so that's where we're at now that is one two three four five six seven that's a lot of death 
that's 14. So we need to trim four of these. Then we get to rank them. So what seems like an easy one to cut, if any? I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I, I see that I'm probably the only one talking about Saw 2. So I'm okay if that one leaves. Yeah, I think Saw, as much as... And again, it clearly weirds me out. You saw my physical reaction when talking <laughs> about that one because I hate the eye stuff. So it is a, a gruesome one. But I, I just don't know if it's at the level of these others, at least for me. Uh, Rowan Foster, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, any others that were like, nah, these these don't quite cut it? Oh, Not off the top of my I, head. This how is How do tough. I take out any of those? Yeah. yeah. I know. We're... we're we're killing our well, darlings here. I mean, we got, I, I, I hate to do it. I know you mentioned it, but we do have two nightmares here. We would be yeah. represented with it if we did take out one. Not yeah. to say we need to do the only one for franchise thing, but we would still have nightmare represented if we took out one. Yes. Yeah. So do we I'm want fine to, to do one? Tina if, if that is Ugh, the consensus. That, that pains me so much because. No, I agree. That kill is incredible in three. Uh, both of those are, okay. I think, I genuinely think our top 10 horror kills ever. And yeah. yeah iconic it, it, let's keep that on the table i don't want to resort to just oh because there's already a nightmare we don't need two of them because i do think that those two deserve to be there but uh let's talk about any of the others um frank uh being chained from hellraiser this one as much as i know it's story-wise important uh doesn't do it for me as much uh mm -hmm. does anyone uh what are what are our thoughts on frank being chained up in hellraiser i love it i am okay with taking it off especially in comparison to the other ones i yeah i, I don't know i would i would be okay with taking it off yeah it's my number two but it's more subjective number two i get it okay it, yeah it was an honorable mention for me all right um we need to cut two more oh i know uh... Dang, I don't uh, so let's just go one at a time. Things again uh, that we we think should move on, how, how, so to speak. Uh, tentatively, we're keeping both nightmares. Again, that's an option to remove one, but tentatively, we're still on board for the tendon marionette and teen on the ceiling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Blood rain chainsaw finale. Keep it. Yes. Hundred percent. Right. Uh, shower scene in Psycho. Like that seems. I mean, guaranteed I, to me. That's that's a classic, but. I mean, I'm ah. <laughs> I'm not even a big fan of that movie. That's my least favorite Hitchcock movie I've seen. Interesting. I mean, I, I don't dislike. I don't dislike it, and I and I yeah. definitely like that scene. Yeah. But I even think that in that movie, the kill down the stairs is also like pretty good. Yeah. In that, in mm -hmm. that right. So yeah, that's true. I like. I I don't know. Just like compared to all like if I watched all these scenes in isolation, like that one would give me the least emotional impact. I think. And this is where it comes in. Like how how much do we value legacy? and you know importance of of that because to me i i think we'd look stupid if we don't have the shower scene from psycho on a list of top 10 best horror kills the like, question that is, is do we care about looking stupid i i kill, <laughs> care mildly i, I don't know well, no, you don't care rowan i i feel like you, you know we don't necessarily have to have it number one, but I like that was my number two. Like I, I feel like we'd okay. be silly to not have the shower scene there. So sure. so many, I, so many of these other scenes owe what they are to this scene. Yeah, sure. I had it as an honorable mention. Okay, I, I my number four. Me. 
Okay, cool. We should keep it then if you had two, two and four. Okay. Um, but like, I, I, for me, I agree with May in that it's more like, like I appreciate it more than I'm like gripped sure. by it necessarily. Um, although I do love Psycho the movie as a whole. Yeah. It's one of my mm -hmm. favorite movies, but like even so. Um, so we can keep it on, but maybe we'll like push it around like the yeah. eight, nine, ten slot. That's okay. 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 Yeah. Um, Alien Chestburster. That this was hard to argue, right? Yeah. This yeah, was my yeah. number one. Yeah. I, I, okay, I'm going to find this two. one literally harder than anything. So, <laughs> uh, argue with that. Yeah. Scream, <laughs> Scream Drew Barrymore. I, I want to keep that. If, I would if like this to isn't this on the list, then I would, I would die. Then so. we would definitely yeah. look stupid. And we yes, don't want to look stupid as we, we do. We've established we're not going to look stupid. <laughs> yes. I'm really, really concerned about looking stupid on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Liquid nitrogen. Yes, we should keep it. Yes, we have because we all had it, right? We have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the thing defibrillator chest maw. Oh, there's some. There are too uh, many good ones, guys. I know. This, okay. this, we're yeah. literally gonna have to. I'm. I'm gonna devil's advocate for a second for this one. Um, okay. The kill isn't the best part of this scene. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, that's a good the point. The kill I is agree. the is the arms being and, and then he falls and the scene yeah. that's so cool about that is what happens after that that's so it's the scene might be better than the kill because like if someone gets their arms ripped off and they fall in a movie that wouldn't probably make it what makes this scene is coming out of his chest and the design of the creature yeah, and all that right. so yeah okay i would be okay with cutting this one i agree it I, is I, like it doesn't come to mind when you think best kill necessarily yeah. Okay. I have I have argued the thing is the quote unquote best horror movie ever made. So when I tell you I'm in pain talking against it, but <laughs> I just think that like in this case, it's probably not the best to be on this list. God, that hurts. But I think you guys might be right. Like yeah. it's like it is awesome, but it's not what makes the scene. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Damn you, May. You're right. Uh, <laughs> why are we using logic and reason? Um. Okay. Uh. Georgie, it. I, I love How that high one. did it's we not, have that? It's not high for me. I, I, it didn't even make an honorable mention because I forgot it. Honestly, my bad. So <laughs> it is my number eight. If it's it would make seven. it, if it's it, my if number it would, five. If it would make it, I would imagine it'd be towards the end of the list. But yeah. I feel like, in terms of emotion, I don't know if there's a better emotional kill than any of the other kills that we've talked about. To be fair, I think we when we talked about like the Frankenstein one, right? Yes. And like I think like the Frankenstein one almost is like a precursor to the scene. And if we didn't yeah. put that one on there, maybe we should have this type of scene on this list. Right. I I I the the reason why I didn't mention Frankenstein even further is because these do kind of hold the same yeah. area, like the same emotionality, the same story purpose in many ways. Uh, and this one is the better one. And I know I'm not going to get two of those scenes on the top 10. So if I had to champion one of them, this is the one I'm going to push for. And it's also in terms of horror, this one is way scarier. So I, for also me, horror from performance as well, Bill Skarsgård yeah. makes the scene a lot too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also the scene of the movie. I think like, 100%. like it's, it's the one everybody talks about. Yeah. So what are what are we thinking? Uh, it's also there's two ver two good versions of the scene. The Tim Curry one is also really great. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like it is. Yeah, and this one I think is even better than the Curry one. All right. Um, yeah. So are we potentially keeping Georgie for now? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Um, I think we only have to trim one more. And again, the option is still there to potentially trim down a nightmare. I would just, again, if we can avoid uh, it, that'd be awesome. Uh, um, Terrifier <laughs> 2, we're keeping, right? Yes. yes. I, th yes. I think yes. we should yes. keep yes. it. Yeah. Uh, the cold open, one Judith Kill, and Halloween, we're keeping, right? This was actually in my honorable mention, so I don't know how you guys feel about this one. Where, what are our thoughts on the Judith Myers kill? I had it at number two. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, like it's not my favorite kill in that movie. Bob's death is my favorite kill in that movie. Okay, but but that movie works because of that opening. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, even in terms of like the kill outside of that, with in terms of like the the way they use nudity in that scene, like that, like. And like how you take the audience takes for granted now that it's a kid, you wouldn't know that when you first see it. It's like, yeah, it's it's probably in terms of constructed scenes, one of the most impressive we have here. Mm -hmm. So okay. it, it'd be hard to argue against it for me. All right. Um, so tentatively keeping that and uh, the log truck from Final Destination. Oh, oh come on. No. Gotta keep it. That stays. Okay. We have very so, few chaos picks on here. As much as I, I hate it, I think we are going to have to trim a Nightmare. Yeah. So in our hearts, let's just all remember that Nightmare won the draft, won the top 10, <laughs> that it had two kills last longer than anyone else. Yes? Everyone can remember? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Forever all in right. our hearts. Never forget. Now we have to decide between the cold open that established the entire franchise what freddy is and the kill of tina on the ceiling or the most badass awesome tendon marionette puppet master kill in dream warriors let's take a vote yep. all right take a vote it is right, rowan which one do you want to keep, uh, to keep? i'm keeping tina, very tina, carefully tina tina's my pick. No. i'm sorry i'm sorry Foster? i'm sorry i'm sorry i know marionette 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 May. Oh, I'm split between two minds. Do I make it? Do I make it like the scarier when you first see it thing, or the one is a horror fan that I love watching? I'm picking Marionette. Nice. All right. So no, it's to me now. So I could oh. screw us all over and tie it up and pick Tina, but I'm going to pick the Marionette. Ron, Ron, I do I'm sorry. not. I do not begrudge you Good at choice. all. And it was it was down to the wire for me too. Tina. Tina has to go. I, this I is hate a that, choice. I am perfectly way. okay Let's, with. Let's nominate. Let's nominate um, the Tina kill as the honorable mention for this list. Yes. There could Sounds be an good. eleven. It's that day. Yeah. If there was an eleven, it was Tina. Okay. So right. our top ten, at least in terms of the the ten that'll make it, are set. We have the tended marionette from Nightmare on Elm Street Three, Dream Warriors. We have the Blood Rain Chainsaw Metal finale from the 2013 Evil Dead remake. We have the shower scene from Psycho. We have the chestburster in Alien. We have. The Cold Opium Trivia Kill from Scream. We have the Liquid Nitrogen Kill from Jason X. Georgie Cold Open Kill at the Sewer in It 2017 version. Allie's Bedroom Kill in Terrifier 2. The Cold Open Oneer leading to the Judith Meyer Kill at the beginning of the original Halloween 78. And the Logging Truck Highway Catastrophe uh, Premonition in Final Destination 2. Okay. Round of applause for all these things for making wow. it. God damn. Isn't, isn't horror cool? It is fun. <laughs> all right. Now now we have to hate ourselves even more and we have to rank these. <laughs> Does anyone Ooh. have a preference on any one particular movie that we are going to go to bat for? I forget. What was our, all our number ones and twos? Was there any that like dominated? I had like the chest burst during the shower. What were our ones and twos? 
Chestburster was my number two, and Liquid Nitrogen was my number one. Yeah, I had Evil Dead at number one, Hellraiser at number two. Where was... Did you have Chestburster, May, on yours? My my alien kill was Brett's kill. Okay. But I, I'm fine with Chestburster, don't get me wrong. Was, okay, Foster, did you have Chestburster? Uh, honorable mention. Okay. So I had it at one, Rowan had it at two, Foster had it as an honorable, and May, it sounds like you would have also kind of had it as an honorable. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so I, I'm thinking Chestburster is at least top half. Are we yeah, cool with that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other thoughts? Is Marionette top half? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Marionette yeah. was my number Did we say six. That yeah. Okay. Does anything stick out as particularly weak to anybody here? Any, no. Anything particularly like this needs to be at the bottom? You know, for me, there are a few, and one is Terrifier 2, but that's only because I haven't seen it. So I actually have no opinion on that. So that's <laughs> that's low just by default because I don't know it. But the two that I would say are low were are unfortunately more story-driven ones, but it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, Georgie in It, I as much as I love the impact of that and its importance, uh, I don't think it holds up in terms of entertainment or just like holy shit factor to some of these others. And uh, same thing with the Judith Myers cold opener for Halloween. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's incredibly important for what it was at the time, uh, but I don't know how well it hits me now. Um, so those are those three are the ones that I would be okay with being a bit lower. What, what are everyone else's thoughts? I think number 10, I'm going to pitch Georgie for this one for number 10. I'm good with that. Yeah, maybe, maybe the reason it should be number 10 is because we mentioned like with the thing last time, maybe the coolest thing about that one isn't specifically the kill of it. It's who mm. dies and yeah. the performance. It's of the conversation Star-Card. between Pennywise and Georgie that makes right. it special. Yeah. And the design and like the yeah. cinematography and the rain and all that. It's yeah. Okay. It deserves to be here, but probably number 10. I'm fine with that. Anyone yep. else have one that they think is l- lower than Georgie? seeing nothing all right moving on any others that were like nah this should be towards the bottom i'm still not that high on the shower scene okay i'm I'm glad it's here i get it but like yeah yeah i'm happy that it's here now it was my number two may has it off the list foster rowan where are you on the shower scene let's see if we can find a spot for the shower scene uh, the shower scene was my number four, but I would be fine with having it a low, a little lower, especially with the just the amazing ones we have that could go above it. Okay, Foster, I had it as an honorable mention. Um, okay. So maybe we can tentatively put it at number nine, unless someone has one that they think should go lower. Um, uh, does anyone have anything with what's left on the li- left on the list that they think should be lower than than the shower scene? I I personally would prefer. The Judith Myers kill to be lower, but I don't know where you guys had the Judith Myers kill on your ranking. Um, I I, I like the Judith Myers kill more, so I didn't have it on my okay. ranking. I didn't have either of these on my ranking, so yeah. okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I had I had Myers in my honorable mention, and it, Rowan didn't have it either. But we both had the shower scene. Okay, mid to you, high. Can do, you can do shower scene at number eight and Judith Myers at number nine. How does that sound? I'd be cool with that if you guys are. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. We're making progress. Holy crap. All right. Um, (laughs) What else do we got? So still left in the tank. uh, Logging truck. uh, Allie's bedroom. Again, I'm going to need your guys' guidance on that one. It's the only one I haven't seen. Uh, The tendon marionette. Blood rain finale. 
uh, Drew Barrymore, liquid nitrogen. And we know that the chest burster is going to be high, probably top five, but we don't know where in that top five. I think this is a good place for Allie. Me too. Probably. Yeah, that's yeah. number seven. That's good. Yeah. Because yeah. this one, what makes it so special is the spectacle it provides of this specific type of thing. It this is a movie for horror fans. Because if mm -hmm. like if you're if you're a normal person going in to watch the scene, this would be the worst scene of the movie, not the best scene of the movie. Gotcha. <laughs> it would yeah. Like, yeah, it, it it's um it is a giant, insane spectacle of a of a piece, and it's worthy of being on a list like this, especially because of just how crazy it is. But is it truly better in storytelling? It's a kind of a tertiary character. It doesn't involve much in the story beyond this is why this character isn't in the rest of the movie. So, yeah, yeah. I, that probably deserves to be right here. Yeah. I am right. very glad it's on the list, though. Me like, too. it's right. the practical effects in it, the makeup effects, I think are like some of some the best of the I've ever seen. Of all time. It's so amazing. In uh, terms nice, of nice. non fantasy gore, it probably would be my favorite. All righty, so that's got its spot. Any other thoughts? Next, next lowest, weakest, however you want to phrase it in your head. Um, I haven't uh, seen it, but um, so, so this is the only one I haven't seen on this list. The Final Destination Two logs. Is that like really incredible that it should be higher? To um, me, that is the epitome of a chaos kill. Like okay. it arguably is the greatest chaos kill in the history of film where just, you don't know what's going to happen, but people are going to die and not just one, but a lot of people are going to die. And it is just one of those pushes you in the back of your seat. Holy crap. What is happening kind of moments. And mm -hmm. so to me, that's pretty high, but I don't know how, how the rest of you feel about it. Thoughts. I mean, it's kind of like the energy that is captured in that Terrifier 2 kill yeah. on the, on a highway. <laughs> yes. Like, it, it is... Okay, cool. Like, that makes me is, understand yeah, Terrifier 2 kill a little bit more. <laughs> it's like, it's just this tense ball of like, oh, and it's just, it keeps happening and keeps happening. Mm -hmm. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, that's what's so powerful about it. So, yeah, um, I, it's hard to think it's better than any of the ones we have, though, is what I'm thinking. Can I uh, propose I, a number would, six? Like, what, what you want to propose it as six? Yeah, I no, think no, no. Probably... Oh, you have a different, different one. I could propose as six if we, if oh. everyone else likes Final Destination two. What as much as I, as much as I love this one, it lasts only about like five seconds. The liquid nitrogen kill, just because of how short it is, or is that like, is that like we need it to be high on the list because everyone loves it so much? Because those, it is those were like literally. A, almost back to back in my list they're interchangeable for me so okay. i could go either way i think i do like the logging truck a little bit more but i'm i'm i'll leave that up to you guys uh rowan what are your thoughts you've been quiet well i would i would personally put the liquid nitrogen above the logging truck um but i can totally you know just like you said Heath, they're 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 back to back for me too in terms of thinking for ranking in the list so i would be fine with either i know that's extraordinarily unhelpful um but that's <laughs> but, but that's where i no. Start. i mean it's still helpful it sounds like we're kind of in the same yeah is everyone kind of on the same vibe that we could do these at five and six yeah or like back to back I think that Found Destination goes six and Liquid Nitrogen five because I think the reason that maybe Nitrogen goes above it is because they both elicit fairly similar emotions of like almost like joyous kind of like, you know, responses. But mm. one of them does it in three seconds. And yeah, it feels the bluntness of Jason X is just adds to the brutality of it. It's just like, holy crap, that happened real quick and done. Just yeah. end it. 
it encapsulates the whole franchise too. It's silly, it's fun, and just has to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I am uh, good with that. So let's, if you guys are cool with that, logging truck at six, uh, liquid nitrogen at five. Moving on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm looking at these four. <laughs> oh, no. All right. We have the tendon marionette, the blood rain finale, <laughs> the chest burster, and the cold open trivia kill. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. Right. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do we want to go around and say what everyone would put at number four? Yeah. Of say, those four wait, left. Say them uh, one more time. I'm having to internalize this real hard. The tendon marionette, uh-huh. the blood rain chainsaw finale, the chest burster and the cold open scream trivia kill. All right. All right. All right. Foster, what's the your number four out of those? Okay. Don't murder me. I would put the alien chest burst at number four. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get ganged up on here. All right. May, go. <laughs> I hate to agree, but that's what I was thinking yeah. too. I saw it. I saw it, it coming. Because that's not my favorite kill in that movie. Rowan. <laughs> uh, I would go the... Um... Honestly, I would probably go the scream opening uh, just because I love the actual kill element of all three of those other ones more than I like the that part in the scream opening. And I know that's not just what we're considering, but in terms of this list, I would put scream opening at number four. Okay. I, I actually would also put scream as number four. Um, well, dang it. Uh, <laughs> It, and We're again, it's actually, it's actually because of that. You actually don't really see the kill itself. Like we see her get stabbed and dragged away and then it cuts. And the next time we see her, she's already dead and hanging from the tree and disemboweled. We don't actually see like the killing blow, so to speak. Um, and for that reason, I, for me, four is as high as I want to go versus these other ones, which I think are all timers. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with doing scream at number four. And then I I would concede and put Chestburster at three if if sure. you're cool with yep. that. Yeah, yep. I agree. That, yeah. that, that's a very good argument. Makes Great. Sense. Okay. All right. The tendon marionette or the chain saw blood rain finale. I have to come out and say I, Evil Dead 2013 is the only one I have not seen. So I cannot speak confidently on this. Oh, on, you, you it's, skipped it's, this it's one? I, 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 more like I didn't purposely skip it. I just haven't seen it yet. Oh, um, man. But I, but the marionette is just such an all timer that personally, that would be my personal number one. But then again, I haven't seen Evil Dead. So my opinion here is less valid than it would be for the other ones. Knowing Rowan, I think if he had seen Evil Dead and Foster <laughs> may correct me. I think he would actually choose Evil Dead you're, over America. You, you, you probably oh, you, you would love you know, it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think I'd gather you're probably very correct. I, 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 I am. Idea. I am like ninety nine point nine percent sure you would choose the ending of 2013's Evil Dead over the Tendon Marionette. I believe you. you. I believe you, Foster. I don't think you do choose Evil Dead, right? Between I have those, Marionette. At you have one. Marionette. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Man, I had my my Evil Dead was number one. That was my number one on my list. Oh. I have tended marionette. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
So like technically the marionette is higher, but that's only because Rowan hasn't seen it. And I, we all I think concur that's fair, that he right? wouldn't actually wrote vote for the marionette higher if he had seen it. <laughs> oh. Okay, so are we going for then like okay, are we going for scary or emotional payoff? Because the Evil Dead 2013, the ending of that is very like very like the spectacle of it, right? There's like the yeah. big sweeping shot. It is all spectacle. On, on fire and the running yeah. and like the hand being and the, all that, you know, like that's, that's kind of like, it's almost like an action horror moment. Yeah. And, um, and totally. that marionette scene is like just the perfect encapsulation of both scary and fantasy elements of the height of probably one of the most iconic villains in all of cinema. Yeah. And <laughs> I, and I would make the argument and this is what, why I personally go marionette is I think that one's more emotional. Whereas, like, the only emotion I get out of the Evil Dead one is the catharsis of, like, yeah, we won victory, you know, like, we defeated them. And also, like, this looks fucking awesome. You know, I, I <laughs> but as much as I understand that, that's just, like, a. whereas, like, the Freddy marionette kill is, oh, no, like, even when these guys are, they're, they're signaling for help, they're banging on the glass, they're trying to get someone to stop it, and it it's unavoidable, it's unpreventable. And that's also, if I remember correctly, that's the final kill before they're all like, no, we need to team up mm -hmm. and fight back. And we can find a way to do that. I think the TV kill actually technically happens after that. But by that point, they'd already come to the conclusion of, oh, okay, we are going to start working together. Which, by the way, shout out to the TV kill. Uh, welcome, welcome to, to prime, prime Time, time bitch. bitch. Yeah. yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> um, we didn't mention it. But... Uh, by that point, they'd already decided we're going to team up and we're going to fight back against Freddy. Nancy's going to help us. You know, if it wasn't for the marionette kill, in terms of narrative plot structure, I, they don't get to that point. So the emotionality and the plot importance of the marionette kill is what makes that one bigger for me. Other thoughts, Rowan Foster. I think we're. I think we're going marionette at number one. Is that? Yep. That's where we're headed. Yeah, yep. looks like. It. I think that's. I think I'm, we're good. I'm, I'm willing to accept it. But could I make one final argument for Evil Dead? Yes. Do it. Um, I think there is an emotional element to the Evil Dead one. And I think because they both play off of similar like setups, right? Both of them come from outsiders having to overcome awful like things that society puts them through. And one of them is drug addiction. And that okay. abomination is literally the physical embodiment of her drug addiction that she sees throughout the film that she's having during relapses or is meant to represent that. And so her doing that is the literal overcoming of a drug addiction. So that's always been the emotional like part of that to me. But um, I totally get the marionette thing. I agree with that in terms of like, you know, mental health system and the way that it treats people and the way that it comes to a head and an ultimate tragedy in that marionette scene. So I, it's totally good with being number one. How could I be mad at that? But, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I, th I think we have it. Do we we have it? Should we, we, should we just we read it out one last time? Let's do it. Foster, read it out for us. All right. Uh, starting from the top, our number one kill is, or, or should I go 10 to 1? No, do a countdown. Countdown's more fun. 10 to 1? Yeah. All right. Our number 10 is the opening scene from It, specifically the 2017 version. Number 9 is the opening scene from the original Halloween. Number eight is the shower scene from Psycho. Number seven is Allie's death from Terrifier 2. Number six is the log sequence from Final Destination 2. Five is the liquid nitrogen kill from Jason X. Four is the opening scene from Scream. 
Three, the chest-bursting scene from Alien. Number two is the finale to the 2013 Evil Dead remake. And number one is the marionette kill from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Woohoo! Let's go! What a we did it! List. The great list. I gotta say, I'm very pleased with our number yeah. one, if I, I do say so I myself. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. I love awesome. that list. Thanks again, everyone, for participating. We appreciate it. May, thank you so much for coming to join us. Course, uh, we absolutely loved having you here. It was a blast uh, to have you. Uh, to uh, our listeners, uh, thank you for listening and dealing with our insufferable fandom. Uh, we love each and every one of you and could be more grateful that you took time out of your day to listen to our incoherent ramblings. Uh, we'll see you next time to discuss another episode of Horror Topic Shenanigans. Bye. 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 Bye.